Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, December the 1st in 2021 on When I Rise. We are currently in year C, which is the set, and this is the second Sunday of Advent. And on the Wednesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at one of the extra passages that float around the Revised Common Lectionary for this week in the church calendar year. We've got a couple of gospel texts this week, both in the Gospel of Luke. So let me do the first one, or the earliest one now, and then we'll do the second one on Friday. So today we'll do Luke chapter 1, verses 68 through 79. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and we got together in a time of prayer. Luke chapter 1, verse 68 through 79. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, a covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. This is the word of God for us. Whenever there's intense pressure, there's one of two reactions from people. The first reaction is to quit because the pressure is just too much and people move on and they want to try something else. Maybe it's the pressure of keeping a business alive, or maybe a team is struggling during a season, and so instead of digging deeper and trying to make something out of nothing for the rest of the season, players begin to check out, right? And uh, coaches begin to be a little more indifferent about uh, people not meeting the standard in order uh, to make the team better, right? So that's reaction one, is to give up. The other one is to dig deeper and to be more committed and to, to want to see the thing through to see if it's going to turn around. There's no doubt that Jesus' contemporaries in native Israel in the first century world, they were under intense pressure. They were surrounded by their enemies. There was infighting among different ruling classes of their community. And so there were some who were saying that we need to just move into the wilderness and let this thing wash over. And then once the coast is clear, maybe we can dive back into community and civilization once again. But for Jesus and his people, they began to wonder if God was up to something. Now, some had the pessimism that they felt like maybe God had moved on, that God was going to use a different group of people besides Abraham's family because maybe Israel committed too many sins and they forfeited on their covenant rights. Others were beginning to wonder if this was actually the appropriate time for God to intervene, that when the night was the darkest, that's when the light would shine. And so they began to vividly read the scriptures. If you can remember another time when Jesus asked his followers, who do the people say that I am? You'll notice their responses. They say, some think that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets of the Old Testament. And that's a peculiar way to answer the question because they all knew that Jeremiah lived centuries earlier and that the other great prophets had lived centuries earlier. But they wondered that 
The things that are happening in and through Jesus at that point, it's as if those old characters were returning to the stage and their story was beginning to blend with the ancient story. Uh, this vivid imagination that somehow God wasn't done with his story. So here we have in this morning from Luke chapter 1, the vivid pent up words from John the Baptist's dad. If you can remember, Zechariah was ministering in the temple when the angel told him that his wife, old in age, way past childbearing years, was going to have a son. And Zechariah didn't believe that um, it was going to happen. He had he thought it was hilarious, the notion of it all. And so he was uh, struck, uh, struck mute for all the rest of Elizabeth's pregnancy. And so here's the, the moment where Zechariah is able to speak again, and he sings a song. And this song really has two verses. The first half of the song talks about how God's going to pray, that uh, Israel should praise its God because God was going to deliver them from their literal enemies. Now, oftentimes as Christian Bible readers, we try to spiritualize these words and we think, well, the enemy is the devil. But actually, the people of Israel felt threatened by real enemies trying to encroach upon their way in the world. And so, just like in ages past, they believed that God was going to intervene and he was going to scatter his foes so they could live in safety once more. But then he turns his attention in the second part of the song towards his son, John. John the Baptist, who was going to give a receive a call and commission from God. So verses 76 through 79, what you see here, what we see in the text is this specific verse is dedicated towards his son. His son was going to be a prophet of the Most High God. He's going to prepare the way of the Lord and that this that he would be, uh, be one who was a messenger to tell them of salvation, the forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light would, from heaven would, uh, is about to break upon us. And so Zechariah and his family and John the Baptist from his earliest ages, when it came to the option of during this time of pressure, shall we check out or shall we double down? His family was of the impression that we should double down and that this darkest moment was going to be the time that God's light would shine. Notice the two sides of this coin here. It wasn't just about individual salvation that John was going to announce. But that message of individual salvation was harbored in this grand idea that God was going to make all things new around them, that he's going to bring redemption and justice to all the nations as well. And so a couple questions come to the top of the surface for me this morning, and maybe they do for you as well. Um, Do we believe that in this moment of pressure that we have around us, are we among those who want to check out Are we among those who want to double down and believe that God's going to do something new in this day and time? And perhaps the second thing is this. Do we have a large view of God's salvation project where he's not just about saving individuals' souls, even though God is certainly bringing salvation to individual people, but it's harbored in this grander notion of him making all things new around us and bringing justice to the nations? Do we have a gospel that's big enough to answer all of the burdens the world around us. So with these two things in mind, let's spend some time praying before our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you are present with us. And I thank you that as we investigate our world, uh, we could be tempted towards one of two ways. We could uh, be lured out into the wilderness, away from it all, uh, put our head in the sand, and to avoid any of... uh, the, the tension that's in the world around us, or we can uh, be even more committed, understanding that this is a world that you love, that you're committed to, and so we can be committed alongside you. 
And so God, I pray that you would find within us uh, longing and willing hearts to engage in the long and slow work towards redemption. We think that your gospel is big, that it does reach out to our individual needs, the needs of our sin or the needs of the provisions that we lack in our lives. But it also includes justice to the nations. We think that Jesus, as the one installed as the Messiah of Israel, he is uh, given the inheritance of all the nations and all the nations will bear witness to God's love. Uh, And so God, we thank you that you've included us in the outworking of this plan uh, that is happening around us and is also happening through us. And so God, we pray today in some way, some tangible ways, we would add up, help add up and contribute to that, the outworking of that story and plan that we would see redemption pop up in so many different ways in the world around us. And we rejoice as we witness it. So God, use our lives, saturate us with enthusiasm and optimism and hope for the things that you have for this world that we have yet to see. But I pray that we'd marvel at the ways in which you're working in the world and not be afraid. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.